Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? So good to see so many people here in the spaces. And if you're just tuning into the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new way of innovation. Today's guest is an incredibly talented artist that has worked with the likes of Netflix, Marvel, Budweiser, and Rolling Stone. He is well known in the industry for using digital mediums to paint in a traditional manner. His work is highly regarded by pioneers in the industry, and his Genesis collection on Super Rare recently launched, and the three pieces in that collection sold for between $70,000 to $200,000 each. One was even purchased by the legendary Fawocious. Since that drop, he has been active in the space and continuing his journey down the rabbit hole that is NFT and crypto. It's my honor to share the stage today with the one and only Sam Spratt. What's going on, man? Hey, Carl. Thank you so much for having me, man. I, I love getting to tune into you and all of these uh, the people like you. Uh, essentially offering education for those that don't know what the fuck we're doing and, <laughs> uh, are, are just looking for any kind of uh, spirit guide uh, along the way. So thank you for yeah. uh, being this. They, I appreciate that. And it's funny because you can tell how fast the space is growing. I mean, there are a lot of people in this space that are doing, you know, Twitter spaces. There's people that are doing sub stacks. There's, you know, as, as someone coming in new to the space, you feel, you know, now, as opposed to even five or six months ago, there's so many different places you can plug in. And it is, it's got to feel uh, even more welcoming. A lot of times in investing or trying to understand something new, it can feel kind of lonely. But this uh, community is really, I think, trying to make it easier to learn about the space and get involved. And uh, I think that only will continue to help as we grow for people to find places where they can learn. So I appreciate you saying that i think that's always been the goal uh what so just to start i always ask the same question to my guests which is your journey is is a newer one but i'd love for you just to talk about your lead up into the space uh, if you had invested in crypto or had heard about the first time you heard about nfts and just kind of your journey into into diving in yeah uh i would say Crypto is on my radar for many years because uh, a close friend of mine did what a lot of people did and, you know, bought drugs on the dark web. And okay. uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I always thought that that was uh, outside of my purview, too dense, too convoluted to uh, tap into. But, you know, just one of those things that if you start seeing a, a, a repetition uh, happen over and over, just this like familiar pattern um and it increasingly starts connecting to things that you're at you're more interested in uh suddenly you go a little crazy with it and so about a year ago um i just kept seeing art uh specifically uh art by a lot of very young artists that had not already gone down the commercial art uh route 
putting work out there that was for uh, the best way I could really describe it is, uh, you know, from from the heart, uh, something that felt uh, very unfiltered uh, compared to, I think, uh, the world that uh, I had operated in uh, thus far. Uh, and not only was it that, it was also connected to this thing that felt like artists supporting one another. It felt baked into a financial model that uh, incentivized people uh, pulling into themselves uh, rather than uh, a version of what they thought they needed to be. Um, and uh, all of that just felt very like all of the weaknesses of the existing uh, art market and art world, uh, which is a fairly atomized place, uh, hi hyper competitive place, uh, a, a place where feel like people feel like they, they really need to uh, hold on to whatever scraps they've got uh, to kind of keep fighting uh, against this and be grateful for uh, whatever is sort of handed down by the gods. And um, this was, just sort of turn that on its head. And I, you know, the first artist that really uh, stuck out to me uh, was uh, Victor Fawocious. Um, and I just started following what he was doing. Uh, and I only discovered later that uh, we actually had a connection that went back several years uh, because he had been following uh, artwork that I had done. Um, and so where I reached out and we started talking and he kind of showed me some of the ropes uh, of this and uh, explained the ethos uh, without really um, going into the detail, more so just trying to get across to me. Uh, yeah, this is this is what it's about. Like, sure, there's there's dense layers of this to, to unpack to get you know, particularly masterful with all of it, but uh, at its core, it's uh, it's community, it's putting your heart out there, uh, and, and uh, being sort of unafraid to break your internal rules. Uh, and I, I think there's just something about this generation of younger artists that didn't have, that, that are skipping, um, some of the gatekeeping uh, and sort of developing this new world entirely on their own without a superstructure that they need to uh, necessarily be a part of uh, that uh, mostly just makes me happy. Like I, I, I honestly just feel happy to see it uh, because uh, it's not the, not what my last kind of 10 years in the art world has necessarily been like uh, as enjoyable as they've been these are these are qualities that to me like transcend uh, crypto or NFTs or art. They are like deeply human, very like ancient uh, things of building uh, things that are true to yourself in unison uh, with others and kind of helping each other uh, grow out of a an old paradigm together. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I mean, your take on and being in the traditional and the legacy model, um, I feel like anyone that comes on the show that's been built in the legacy system, as much as you appreciate and you um, love that you've been able to work 
uh, with all these industries and these big corporations, it's it's um, that uh, that element of human humanity always seems to play a role and come back into these conversations about being able to grow your own community, not having to rely on someone else to kind of feel like you dictating your success. Um, and I'd love for you to just touch on that a little bit more, because I think when you had kind of talked about hoping the gods kind of find you or the stars align um, to, uh, you know, put you in the right place at the right time to get noticed, you know, I think that that a lot of artists probably feel like that. And you've been lucky enough to have a lot of success in the industry. So I'd love for you to kind of talk about your journey into the industry, you know, becoming a, a very widely known artist, um, working for all of these different uh, big corporations, and just t- talking about how, you know, that element is 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 good, but how, again, like this feels a lot different um, when it comes to your now being able to go directly to the people that value you and your human story and the human element in the journey of your work instead of, you know, painting for Marvel or, you know, painting for a big company that, you know, you're continuing their agenda. For sure. And I mean, I, I think you you know, you touched on something that's sort of very important to all this, which is uh, doing that even for uh, corporations or other artists or whatever, like there's nothing bad about any of that. Like that, that there's something rather, like I, I look at my life and career so far, I feel very just grateful and fortunate that I got to have any of that, uh, especially because the mechanisms that made it happen was, uh, you know, I can take credit for hard work, but I also look at it and it is a string of right place, right time. You know, like I, I got out of school and took a job at Docker Media, which like runs blogs like Kotaku and Gizmodo. And they paid me $20 in illustration. Uh, I would make maybe three of those a day uh, over the course of a year. I saved up around five grand. I moved to New York City. Five grand is not an enormous amount of money to make it in New York City, but um, I found a couple guys off of Craigslist and moved in with them. Uh, and uh, things just sort of took off from there. I, working for 20 bucks is not a sustainable wage, but uh, it was sort of early days of social media and so you know they they literally paid an exposure and would link out to my portfolio or my social accounts and things like that and uh, as much as that concept is very frowned upon now i probably wouldn't be anywhere without it because uh it started putting me in front of people who i could share my general interests in uh artwork that at that time was really just barely uh, surface pop culture, uh, celebrity or Reddit culture kind of things, memes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that bit of work that I look back on is um, not something that I terribly connect with anymore. I I still view as like, that's where I was at. And it connected with other people enough that, you know, if you really get granular, I can trace you know that $20 illustration to getting in front of the eyeballs that then I'd fan 
art for Dan Harmon's show Community, which then was seen by uh, Ibra, who was Donald Glover's creative director, who then I worked with Donald Glover uh, on a project, who then Janelle Monet saw, and she saw that project. And so I worked with her, uh, who then Logic saw, and I worked with her, you know, and so <laughs> yeah. you, you, all these all these things just goop together. And so, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I, I can only take credit for like my work and effort within it, but at the same time, like none of like making realistic troll face going to doing, uh, you know, high profile album covers is not a trajectory that I can like recommend, um, you copy because I don't think it's like something you can replicate. I think yeah. it's just, it's just luck. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of yeah. success has to come. I mean, you have to be uh, very talented, but then there is, there is an element of luck and being, being seen by the right people and in the legacy world. I mean, it, this is, this just goes back to the power of the blockchain in terms of um, kind of, creating this borderless ecosystem where now you can, even when we were in school 20, 25 years ago, you know, it was, it was still very uh, community based, you know, we didn't really know, uh, even in terms of like studying religions and other cultures is something that a lot of people forget, you know, uh, a generation ago wasn't even a thing. And now we have the, the internet at the palm of our, our hand at any time, and we can learn about anything we want. And I think uh, the borderless nature of now being able to connect and form human relationships is so strong where you you had to kind of grind and hope the right person kind of heard about you through a string of events. Now you can get online and kind of form a community and get your work out there and find people that appreciate what you're putting out. And I'd love for you just to talk about you just kind of uh, like thinking about that and how powerful is it that now we have this borderless ecosystem where an artist can go to the web, you know, when and start putting out their work and then monetizing it. Um, how powerful is that for artists and like the next generation of artists to come? I think where a lot of its power lies is in the one sort of downfall of the, I guess, existing structure that I was able to work in is that um, if you are in that long enough, it can keep you comfortable. Like, you know, if you're fed, you're eating, uh, and you're doing well, um, you are beginning to get abstracted from yourself almost because a suddenly your art is uh, clients, it's other artists, it's, you know, this whole, whole uh, even, even if it's things you really love and enjoy doing, it is filtered through something. And so a part of what I view the power of this space is, is really just the removal of the filters. It is tapping into a sense of freedom um, that a few friends all making shit that they really believe in at the same time can all kind of have each other's backs and build this in unison. And so instead of this very like atomized in my art cave, grinding away, mm -hmm. just trying to take one tiny opportunity and string it into the next, this is a much more communal uh, version of that. And I think that even the underlying uh, technology of it all with the blockchain 
on a, on a, you know, purely philosophical level, I kind of connect a lot with it because what I view as uh, a diagnosis of, if you want to call it the old world that needs remedying is a lack of equity and ownership at every level. Uh, there are these mass creative endeavors and projects that get made and uh, people become these very forgettable mechanisms and all of that. Even if they're well compensated, you start getting removed from things. Mm. I, I would hear all these stories of people that would like design major movie characters. Like they would be the people that created Godzilla and they would be left out of the credits yeah. in the film. Things like that. It's just, it's a, it's a simple thing, but it connects to like a grander, I think, problem with something that it's not always malicious. It's not always people trying to take this from you, take your, your sense of ownership. But I do think that the blockchain is powerful because it's sort of this baked in technological trust that this is the source point. And you can do a lot of interesting things with that source point. So I, I, I think I am most fascinated by how people are finding new and interesting ways to go from these individual projects to larger ones and sort of building, you know, I mean, when you think of like our last 10, 20, whatever years, the movie industry, the game industry, music industry, like, you know, so many of these things yield these huge blockbuster impossible projects that no one individual could make. But I think, there is something rather beautiful happening of many individuals getting to be themselves and feel like themselves are not going to get lost in the sauce of all of this mm -hmm. if they start teaming up. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And I think there was a good analogy. Someone had told me, I forget who it was that was on the show, that eventually it'll be like all the creatives kind of creating their own island. And then all these big industries, they're going to have to come and talk to you, the island of people, to be like, hey, will you come help us? And it's like, you, there's a lot more, um, there's just a lot more freedom in deciding, you know, it's like you, you're going to feel more valued. And it's just like any, it's like any, um, system that's been built over the last century of the legacy world of just like from top down and and for you to be able to kind of create power it's 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 so hard in the legacy world to kind of work your way to the top and then even when you get there it's it's not like you said like feeling like you've created something so important to like a genre or a film and feeling left out um, almost like a product of someone else's work. And so it just goes back to the problems of kind of web two and the world that we've lived in, in this like disruptive technology allows us to take some of that control back, which I just absolutely love. And I think that you've um, just like kind of your philosophical view is uh, is so insightful and and I no wonder why you have been able to jump into this space and be so successful quickly but also just being able to uh, make friends because you understand the the deeper purpose of the blockchain and um, the technology so I want to kind of pivot here and talk about because this kind of relates to your drop and um you you drop three pieces that are just magical. I know your profile picture is one of them. And <laughs> Thank you, um yeah, I just think it would be cool to hear you talk about 
one, the journey of creating these pieces, and because this is a story that finally, you know, this is your creative process. This is you at your core and not someone telling you what to create. The, just the power of that. But then two, you know, you've, you've brought in um, a, a huge staggering amount of ETH from these three pieces. Um, one of them, some of them selling for over $100,000. And then just talk about the power of that. You know, you've been working and having to produce other people's work. Have you ever made that much money from, you know, having to give your work to another company and kind of the power and the feeling that that felt when those auctions ended of you finally being valued for your creativity and your work? Yeah, uh, man. Uh, finally releasing Lucy was like a true, like tr truly cathartic, honestly. Because I, I, I've worked on it for ten months, and and it's three paintings, and that's not a very high output for ten months of time. Uh, and all of that is a lot of scrapping and reworking, starting over, and trying to wait learn about the tech, learn about the space, learn about the community, talk with people, act, ask collectors things, ask artists things, ask engineers, coders. Uh, and I was fascinated in all of it, but I also looked at it with like a lot of fear that anything that has that much attention on it so fast could be this like flash in the pan if it's not handled with care. And I think that if you jump into something uh, with the wrong motivation, um, but even more than that, the wrong preparation, I think like you you can you can kind of hurt your entire trajectory within it. It it, it because there's I don't I don't know how to look at this world that is being built in the NFT space and at this stage now 10 months in not view it as something that is going to like change kind of the fabric of how humans are with one another and it's it, that that is something that uh at this stage makes sense to me but 10 months ago if i heard that i it would just feel like a televangelist it would feel absolutely abstract and nonsense uh and so I, as I've talked about a lot with my friend Joey, who's also here, is you, you know, we have other friends that are curious about this. And we always say, like, we'll, we'll share whatever we've figured out, which is only a fraction of what is there to be figured out. But uh, you really have to be curious enough to genuinely, like, do your own research and start pulling this. Because, like, if you don't, it, you're never going to, like, really believe. Uh, because, uh, anything short of that is um it's like faith-based it's too it's too um it's too feeling based like you have to be able to stitch together real humans experiences uh real humans successes in it and their and their and their feel feeling uh failures excuse me um and begin to understand the technology behind it even if at a top level um to see how it applies to you and how it applies to other people you know. Mm -hmm. So how uh, going to your question of how did this affect me differently than uh, my commercial work did? Like, uh, to be clear, like I've seen money like this, maybe not all at once, but it was 10 months of work, you know? So it's not like 
an overnight all at once kind of thing. You know, it, there was a lot of time and effort that went into yeah. that, uh, that I have to kind of factor in. So the money itself is not the thing, but what I really think is most important is like what that money is filtered through and that money is filtered through me and basically the people that were willing to take a chance on me. And that's about it. Like there was no, um, there was no creative brief to, you know, ran from a client to an ad agency uh, or to a music label, then through an artist, then to me to then turn into a thing. It was just there. And that source point uh, is very connected to kind of why we're all here uh, and maybe pushing away from being there is that there's something rather nice uh, if you just sort of break it down to uh, your friendships, if you have like, maybe you got one friend, two friends, three friends, whatever, who you know, you can be your full ass self with. Like there, there's no, you can be the shittiest and best version of yourself simultaneously, dialectically all at once. You're not worried about um, coming off the wrong way. You're, you understand that there's a baked in love, even with, uh, you know, the flaws that we carry and the things that we're working on. I think that getting to put out work that is under that same sense of uh, this, this is what I've got. Like, you know, this is, this is who, who I am, uh, how I feel, whether you uh, like it or not is sort of irrelevant, not in a like, fuck the haters kind of way. I don't really buy, buy into that, but more, not everyone is for everyone. and. I like the idea of in this, many less people know what Lucy is or have seen these paintings than an album cover. But within that, there's a frequency that who is seeing it and who is connecting with it is smaller, but it's just way more deep. It's, it's, it's way more connected. Yeah. So that, that to me is like where the, the power is. I don't, it, it might be a, I don't want to sound spoiled, but even though I feel, feel it because having someone see an album cover you did and having millions of people see it is awesome. It's a really cool feeling. Mm -hmm. It feels really nice. I don't want to pretend otherwise, but I would say that having Lucy, even if it's a few hundreds of people know what this is, it honestly means more to me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that's, that's what I've gotten out of it is that, the numbers I think we used to measure were just old metrics that are dying and they're being replaced with better ones. Yeah. Yeah. The And I love how you mentioned just like the, uh, how there was no, there's no filters. I mean, that's kind of what I took away. It's just, I love that because there is no, it's you. It's just a hundred percent you. It's not a brand. It's not something that came before you that's been built up from um, hundreds of artists collaborating and doing something. This is just, this is fully you. And I think um, one thing that is just fascinating and we, you were talking about the Silk Road earlier and just kind of like how the blockchain has even developed over the last 10 years. And it's so fascinating to go back and look at the early days because it was a lot of products and things, you know, the, the types of people that were using it were to try to benefit themselves in a way. Uh, but 
in this new this this new world that's being created now it's it's like we have so many so much more utility uh, it's not just like a transaction model but now you actually can put your work out there and i think it's just uh it's really cool to be able to be able to find the people that really connect with you and appreciate you and like you said, it feels like a deeper connection. And we were talking in the pre-show about NFT NYC and you you kind of seeing some of the relationships and people being able to meet in real life that have never met before. But this community feels different because of that that interconnectedness and, and right now how small it is and we continue to grow that you're finding these really meaningful relationships and people that really believe in you for you and nothing else, not because of any work that you've done prior but just really appreciate you you and, and for what you've what you're doing and so one thing that um is is fascinating to me about uh blockchain is uh, is that more and more people are finding that aspect of it that did hear about it like in in the early days you heard about you know this is for illegal stuff they're bad actors and then there's this narrative about the energy output and it's just like constantly trying to put down the blockchain but then when you're actually in it and and when you join nft or crypto twitter it's it really does feel uh, different because it's like a whole different ecosystem that's being built where individuals can be who they are and um i'd love for you just to chat one about kind of that that moment where you're able to as someone that's newer with work in the space, being able to see some of those relationships uh, in NFT NYC where the people were able to meet for the first time, but just also the power of like creating an ecosystem where it doesn't matter where you're from around the entire world, you have access to kind of this, this world where you can make close friends and uh, interconnect with people that appreciate you for you and what you um, give to the world. Yeah, and that's a that is a fucking good question. Uh, I am constantly amazed by uh, you know after my drop, I got messages from people in Singapore and Lagos, uh, my friends in Ethiopia. Um, I mean, this, this there is a definitely a global thing happening here that uh, it was. I was not connected to in the slightest and um, making the kind of in real life uh, events happen, I think is the beginning of um, blending these things, but it's like the, uh, the, the, the grandness of uh, being able to all combine without physically needing to be there is sort of the beautiful byproduct, the like silver lining of the last couple of years, you know, like, I don't mm -hmm. think anything happening right now would be, ha would have accelerated to the point that it has without us all being forced uh, inward. And I think that forcing inward uh, has essentially let tech advance and our mm, wariness of it to mm -hmm. also move to a place that we're really truly moving fluidly between these spaces. Yeah. And right now, right now there are increments like separating the digital and physical world, but like we made the digital world, right? So it is already an extension of nature. So right now we're just shrinking the increments and I view it as we are shrinking them very, very quickly. And 
um, getting to see people that I don't even know, just see their friendships that have brewed in the background for the last couple of years and uh, manifested in NFT NYC and them getting to like embrace for the first time. That's just that that's special, but it also was kind of impossible before we learned how to move so fluidly between these spaces. Um, so that I, I think the power of this is mostly that there's a drive to stitch together uh, what I think prior to the last couple of years has seemed like these binary places and that they're just not really viewed uh, in that sense anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a positive thing. It's not a, it, it, it's not a dystopian thing to when you think of it like this, you know, I think we're, we're always uh, programmed to kind of talk about uh, authenticity and human connection as it has to be in real life. It has to be in nature. It has to be connected to like the soul in some kind of way. But I think there's something rather <laughs> amazing about watching even those definitions evolve and that, I don't know. I mean, one of my closest friends lives across the world, spent more time talking to him in the last couple of years than we did in the last 10 years. Yeah. So there's, there's a, you know, and it's stitched together through bonding over uh, trying to make art together and trying to uh, grow as, grow as people. And a part of like growing as a person is making things that are more connected to you instead of uh version of yourself you feel you have to be i love that i mean we've grown up in a very digital age and a lot of even um you know our parents or grandparents you know that a lot of the conversations i've had is like this fear of technology kind of like you don't want to technology to run or consume you and we've been kind of taught i feel like from very early ages a lot of us the two kind of like like you said, like that human nature, the human connection, like that can't be found online, like always to try to push away, don't your screen time, stuff like this is what we talk about. And now I feel like uh, a lot of people are starting to realize, you know, instead of pushing it away, if we start leaning in, we're, we're going to be able to find worlds that we never thought even possible in terms of human connection. And it's just funny how it's almost, it's, um, it's interesting because it you start to think about a hundred years down the road or a couple hundred years, and it's like the evolution of humans is like happening right now, uh, and we're kind of like yeah. seeing it happen, uh, and it's just insane to think um, of where things will go in in terms of human nature and uh, interconnectedness with everyone around the world in in a relatively short time. And to even think about what 30 years down the road looks like, it's just hard to even imagine. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And I think even what you just said, uh, connecting back to uh, an earlier comment you made, you know, about all of these fears, all uh, the, the kind of uh, disparaging lens cast upon NFTs or crypto is I think that it, it, it's really important to like look at, uh, okay, the environmental thing that there's scams, that there's money laundering, whatever, all of that is, I think it's actually very important to view it and not pretend it away. It mm -hmm. is there, but it is also in every other aspect yes, of yeah, our lives. Right, exactly. And, and and, and it is replicating human nature, you know, like where you can't deprogram that uh, 
fast. That is something that is God length, right? Like that is a ripple effect over many generations of human behavior really tar starting to change. And so to me, it is a matter of getting on board with following the trajectory, right? And if you look at the last couple of years, do we think we're going to be less connected to Um, pulling away from what has sort of boomed in all of this? Do we think that we're going to revert to uh, more subscriptions, more renting of space? Or is there something happening here that is actually just the beginning kind of uh, blossoming of human nature starting to really know what to do with the digital space? Mm -hmm. um, and you can't really fight that, in, in my view. Like you can uh, try to make the best version of it, uh, but we're inherently kind of an infectious and building and growing species. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that it is nice conceptually to want to uh, turn away from things that feel scary and new and different and not like the old world. But I think, we're, we're, we're just always going to loop back to the same place of how do you get everyone on board with that vision? Mm. And until you do that, we just have to keep building and the best among us, the people much smarter than me, uh, build the best iteration of it. But that at the moment is connected to one another and in a space where uh, this metaverse that we're all kind of like, one tiny part of is um connected yeah. and not uh, it, 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 it can't you can't go back like you can't you cannot bottle this back up and so find the best solution without that 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 is sort of my my underlying uh come to jesus with all yeah. of this is <laughs> is um it is always very nice to sit on a beautiful hill under a tree, look at just kind of, you know, the majesty of it all. Uh, that is the, that is one of the like simplest, best pleasures of life. Mm. Uh, but we're, we're kind of building something that is going to include that, but also become something much more ambitious. And how do you get on board with that ambition? I love that. And another aspect that it just takes me back to is like um, thinking about how we've evolved as a species too, in terms of human nature. It seems like if we look back over the last couple centuries, humans always have ended up becoming a more inclusive, more welcoming through every challenge. It seems like love has always won over evil. Uh, and it's just, it seems like we're always getting better. And even when you see the people that are kind of pioneering this space and the ones that are kind of the, you know, laying the foundation, you kind of see that happening again. It's the people that really, uh, it's such an inclusive environment. And I think that's a, another fascinating thing about kind of the NFT space and what it's become is that, you know, the, the a lot of the people that are hateful or don't have love to spread to others, um, 
their voices are not as as well heard or they're muted somehow uh and and kind of especially in an age where there's been a lot of polarization with uh, politics or just in general with p- humans, it seems like this is a, a world that's being birthed where it's just like positivity and finding your connection with others that's deeper than one issue. And I, I think that's a really powerful thing too that people don't really discuss. But there's a there's got to be a reason where and it, why NFT Twitter seems to be always like the most positive place you can be. Yeah. I, I think it is mostly manifesting from a certain degree of disinterest or a lack of progress in our own individual lives by looking at um, all of the reasons for things to uh, be terrible, right? Like there, there are re- there are countless reasons. There is there is we we live in a very uh, at times bleak and uh painful world like uh-huh. we 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 do and um almost everyone within it for one reason or another some more systemic than others is affected by that but it is at a certain point i think most people find a moment where they look at what do you as an individual have agency over can you rally people who also have that feeling where you are kind of operating on the same frequency and what can you do small uh, together because at at a large scale you can diagnose all the shit all you want um, and you can color commentate you can dig in and watch every uh, talking head about any of this um, and you can learn an enormous amount about it but uh, I think that if you exist solely in that loop where you're fixated on uh, doomerism, essentially. Um, you don't like, you can't pretend it away, but uh-huh. you can at least, you, you can at least try to take some agency back in your own life. Yeah. And I think like you have, you have to start there. Other, otherwise you're just going to be kind of sad for a while. And I say that as someone that did that for a few years. So it's not a, it's not a critique. It's a, it's a very easy, comfortable place to slip into yeah. when you have, uh, you know, the politics of the world is your entertainment source, essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think it's, um, it is, it's fascinating to think like it, it is almost, it, it can feel like an escape almost from the, the problems in the real world. But I love that you mentioned like those problems, there's still a lot of problems that persist. And I think that, you know, one uh, interesting aspect is when you can kind of find a community that really is inclusive, it also, uh, whenever you have dissent, it, it's really hard to kind of find a common ground because it, people just build walls instead of bridges. And so I feel like this is a, a space where when you can actually get to know people for their uh, the, the human element of themselves instead of just a, a disagreeing belief that you may hold uh, about a worldview, it's, uh, it, it's really important to kind of get to know humans for humans and then you can actually you may grow on your own without even realizing it and kind of have a mindset shift about beliefs about the world because you're 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 learning about others and i feel like without learning and being able to uh being able to kind of have an open mind and being inclusive it's it's impossible to kind of grow personally and i feel like that's kind of something i've noticed in this space is 
you know, the people from all different walks of life have kind of met in this medium, and you're able to get to know through stories and through, you know, your interactions with others a lot about about themselves. And, uh, and it's just a beautiful thing. It's, it's something where you don't have to, you don't have to get bogged down into, you know, the struggles, and we can kind of work together to defeat some of those struggles now. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, it feels empowering almost. Yeah, I, I think people are looking for pathways, uh, you know, maybe initially for themselves, but I think at, at its core, you know, what what is, I, I think you could look at almost anyone that has had a pathway open for themselves and what is like the immediate gut feeling that they feel, how do I spread this? Like yes, it, it is a, uh-huh. it is a, it's a very like infectious quality of like, oh my fucking God, I was in a loop. Like I was very, very stuck in, in a mindset and I feel like something has been dislodged. Um, how do I, how do I make sure that like no one has to like feel that stuck again? Oh, uh, and so you, you, you know, you look at the people that are closest to you to start and I, I, I don't know there are builders that have managed to spread that, you know, much further, farther, whatever, then I, you know, I, I can at this stage of my life hope to, but, um, you know, just through paintings, but I, at its core, I still think that, um, that, the, the ethos, uh, how, how do you spread it, um, is the crux of where, like, this positivity comes from yeah. is, uh, and, and even within that, you know, just to be totally fair, there's an enormous amount of false positivity uh, in this space and in any space yeah. uh, that, you know, and you have to be mindful of that. But I, I do think that there's a lot to be positive about because I have seen more people that with existing superstructures would not have a pathway out, find one. And uh, that that's hard to ignore. Yeah. 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 I actually, I mean, I couldn't, I I could sit here with hours chatting to you just philosophically because it's a, you're, you're, uh, (laughs) you know, this time has flown by. It's just been really fascinating chatting with you as someone new to the NFT space and kind of in terms of creating, it sounds like you've kind of been, um, chatting with other artists that have been in the space for months but it's just really exciting to hear your um just your thoughts because uh, it's it's really aligned to i think the vision of what blockchain is and can be and um in the power of of this of this community and i just love that you pull it back i mean even your comment about false positivity is a real one because even as investors coming in i was talking to it last night with zeneca who uh, does a lot of like work to mm-hmm. help traders a lot of people are losing money too that come into the space now especially with dips in the market and it can it can hurt and it, it's not like it's not like if you're in the nft space now your life is beautiful and good like it's a there's a there's a lot um there's a lot of learning that has to be done it's just like any other ecosystem and the learning curve is sometimes even greater in in this one and so the best thing like you said though is like taking time and you you mentioned this at the beginning of the episode is just like learning um 
doing your own research and uh, trying to understand and get involved and grow community. And even if you don't even buy anything, it doesn't stop you from kind of learning and engaging. And it's so important. And I think it sounds like you did that before you even released your work. And uh, it's and now like you understand the power of what all of this entails. And, and you're here for the long run now to continue to help build. Um, and so it's just really exciting to, to have you in this space, especially as a, as a deeper thinker. So um, I'd love for you. We're going to turn over to some questions here. We've got several people. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I, I've, that, really, that means a lot. I think, uh, I think it's important just to recognize that. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite a, it's quite a different world, you know, and we're all learning in this together. Um, and especially for, for someone newer to the space, I think you've just gone about it the right way. And I love that the element that you mentioned about even like, yeah, some people come into this to try and change their lives like financially, which is good. I mean, that's when most people are getting into the space initially for that. But as you kind of operate in the, the space, you realize it's not all about that. And um, as a matter of fact, I can speak for myself, and I'm sure you can speak to it, but there's a point where money, you know, you can have all the money in the world and you start to realize like that's not like this you have goals around money your whole life. And then once you have money, it's like, okay, wow. Okay. That's great. Now, (laughs) like what's the benefit of that? But really the benefit is being able to try to figure out what the next, like, how do we become better? You know, how do we become better species? How, how do we use this to better the world? And, um, and I think that's kind of where a lot of us are at at this point that have been in the space for a while. So, um, thank you again for coming on. Is there, you want to chat before we move to questions about, you know, anything that you've got coming up or just kind of, you know, are you just kind of relishing right now in, in all of the work that you had already put out with Lucy and, um, and what are the next steps for, for that project? Uh, yeah, at the moment, uh, I, so I just moved, uh, while I was planning the drop and, and kind of the aftermath. And so that has been uh, everything, but that is finally settling down. And basically all of my time is now, uh, back to, I had already been painting these skulls, uh, Lucy's skull that is connected to that drop, which basically made it so that, uh, anyone, uh, that bid on those first three Genesis pieces, whether they won them or not, uh, was irrelevant is, uh, there's 40 bidders total, um, and so any one of them uh, will be uh, gifted a skull, uh, oh, which is a, un- a unique one-of-one uh, iteration of this uh, uh, painting, which I, I have uh, probably buried down on my profile a little bit at this point. But um, And so I'll be developing those, and they'll be coming out this year uh, later just uh, to anyone that was part of that process with me. Uh, and uh, honestly, after the drop, mostly uh, I had already intended on, you know, putting love and time into all of this, but I think there was just something about watching uh, the Lucy drop and the communal aspect that sort of came together that I have this sort of like heightened level of um, wanting to make sure that uh, everyone is like just, given this extra bit of time. I, 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 I'm, that's sort of how I intend to do everything in this space is I, I, you know, I will leave whatever lane open to, you know, the people that are more capable with like generative art or things that can be done at a larger volume 
Um, but uh, I, I will forever be a noodler and uh, want to make sure that every little thing is uh, exactly to um, the level that I, I, I believe in it. And honestly, Lucy going uh, as well as it did it is it, it kind of go connecting to what you just said is um, yeah. Once you have money, you, you know, you are, are mostly just looking for a more interesting way to use it because once you get past a desire for things and stuff, it's more um, how do you uh, build something? And I think at the moment for me, I view it as it provided a level of freedom uh, to freedom of time where I, I get to put my time into making sure that each one of the bidders has this goal that feels really special and unique for each of them. And that whatever I build out from here, I get to put the exact same amount of like time and attention uh, of Lucy's story, which already has kind of an arc uh, on a macro level uh, charted for it over the next few chapters. But um no, that's that's pretty much the the plan at the moment. Yeah, I love it. It, it sounds similar to when Beeple had sold his. He's like, wow, I don't need like I, he still lives the same life, but now he just has all this money where he can you know continue to create and develop and evolve his craft. And I think that it sounds similar with any artist. You see it with Fawocious. It's just like that freedom to now be able to be you and do the things that really just continue to stem your creative creative juices. And, um, it's going to be amazing to see what, what comes out of it. All right. We're going to turn to, thank you, man. Yeah, of course. We're going to turn to some questions, got some really great questions, um, under this thread. I'll ask them, but if you request to come up, I'll have you ask them. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. All right, and Joey actually had a really great question. Um, I'll ask for him here. Uh, he said, compare and contrasting a huge advertisement that you painted um, in Times Square versus seeing your own personal work of Lucy there in the same space. So for those of you that don't know, at NFT NYC, they, they played a Lucy on the... Uh, in Times Square over the huge billboards. And, but you've had advertisements there before, and I'm sure it felt amazing. So just uh, comparing those two experiences. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Joey. Um, I, it's, it's interesting because when I found out Lucy was going up there, I, you know, as much of a, like, kind of honor as, as that is to have a huge canvas like that, um, there was this part of me that wasn't really anticipating it to feel uh, any different because like Times Square, like it is known as like the place for advertisements. That's, you know, that's the canvas, right? Um, and the last one I did that was up there was for the Clio's, which is the advertising awards. And so it was like this monument to advertising in the space of advertising. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I worked hard on it. I worked with amazing people on it and uh, it took an enormous amount of time, but I just remember, I just remember looking at it and feeling like um, grateful, but feeling like I feel like I should feel more. And I think with Lucy, it's like, again, it goes back to what we said before. There's just no filter to it. There's not a, you know, this is just uh, Cosimo who, um, who you know what uh, did the you know he he won birth of lucy the 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 first piece uh you know put to this 
amazing initiative together um, with Save Art Space to uh, put many of his collection up there. And like, that's not a thing that was uh, part of the equation, right? That was just a thing that he, they, whoever, the mysterious entity that is uh, the Medici's um, <laughs> may, made made to be and uh I, getting like 10 months of like hard work but also really like lucy as a series is kind of my last like three years as like a human and was at a very like made as a byproduct of a very low point in in my own life and so getting to have that up there was um it, it, or rather is it's up for a few days uh quite amazing and i i think that like that that is uh yeah no it, it feels it does feel different it yeah. feels really is it, it the feeling really is it the feeling you were hoping for uh before is it is it more that feeling of um it's 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 because there's no advertisement. There's not you're looking at it and you're looking at art when you're in Times Square, and, as opposed to you know them telling you about something. And and now this is your work, but then there's also that whole element of you didn't even the person paying to do this, the person that paid to put it up there. They it's it's just because they really appreciate your art, not because they're trying to spread a word about something else they want people to go do. Yeah, it's just, it's a totally different model. And I mean, even, you know, you know, there's other artists up there that I love that, you know, seeing like DK or Jesperish up there is so amazing. And uh, I like feeling a part of that uh, as a whole. But even so, like what Cosimo did is he also has the title of the piece and the artist name. It's a simple, it's a simple thing, right? But like, in no other context is that included in a billboard or advertisement or yeah. big display like that is something abstracted and removed and hopefully you like the image enough to buy the thing that it's uh connected to and so there's just i, I just think the ideology behind it uh is entirely different as well and i think that helps it feel um more real in, yeah. a, in a space that, you know, I've lived in New York for a decade. Times Square is not known as the place of like realness and authenticity. So to feel <laughs> like you feel like you get like a, a nice little taste of that is, I, I don't know. It shows the, I, the converging worlds, good. right? Lucky. It's like, it's so insane. Yeah. It's, it's these people that the, the, it, it, we talk about the wealth transfer, but for for like just someone that's collecting your art to be able to have the money to rent billboards out, and you know NFT NYC is a perfect example because the billboards were just just art. It was just it was like really beautiful, and you saw some um, people getting emotional in in Times Square because it's like just a it's a different world. It's not something we've ever been used to. Um, those were the spaces for the, the top corporations with all the money to kind of continue their agenda. And now just even for a small blip to be able to see that this is, this can change and it'll be interesting to see as time goes on. I mean, this could be a more permanent thing. Times Square becoming a museum would be really fascinating, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's just, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a different oh, world yeah. that we live in. And I think, 
think um, I think that just goes to show the the changing landscape. All right, one more question, then we'll finish up here. Uh, Az had asked, "How do you go about your creative process? Um, what's kind of your journey? You talked about it taking ten months to create. Uh, what's what's that process like for you when it comes to like personal uh, art?" I think. I can really only speak to Lucy because it's the first time I've really done it like this is in the past. I've always operated on a deadline, uh, in some sense. And, um, as much as I would do an occasional personal painting over the last decade uh, as a whole, you know, and, and, and this isn't, this is something to be very clear is not on the commercial industries. Uh, this is on me for, uh, letting that be the kind of sole pillar of my life as an artist is I didn't really carve time for it. Uh, and I didn't really, uh, when you don't carve time for it, you don't get to kind of build out uh, a world and, and a story and take your time with it. Um, and so Lucy was different because I got to begin trying to sketch out a feeling I had uh, about three years ago. And uh, when you're sketching from a feeling instead of like um, a a lit, maybe more literal thing, like an actual event or a belief or anything, uh, you know, trying to s make a statement political or otherwise, but you, you go, you know, straight back to something actually rather simple of, um, you know, what, what happens when you feel like you've been living in a dream state for most of your life and you, wake up and the path from there. And even if some of the imagery within is like a little, you know, obscured and cryptic and you don't quite know exactly what it is, it's also open enough because I think that whatever Lucy and that kind of path out has been for me is um, very, it's all very specific. We all have our own like kind of um, very unique mutation of it, but I think it's a very common feeling uh, among a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, creative process on it was starting at a feeling, starting very zoomed out um, and then sketching, you know, drawing with lines and trying to create these compositions, uh, studying uh, anatomy and light and, and color, uh, taking reference photos of myself, building out uh, crude 3D things just so I have, you know, a sense of uh, light in a space that I hadn't, you know, don't know what it actually looks like. Uh, and just combining whatever tools I knew how to use to uh, make these uh, paintings and story all feel kind of like a cohesive world that I hoped at least told something bigger than what like three images maybe I used to know how to tell more in three images than I used to be able to know you know like that was the main thing is try yeah. to suggest suggest a world that uh you know is a, basically three frames of a comic or three covers of a comic I love that um I just love the the fact that you were able to say and just say you know like this is this is me like this is something I haven't really been able to do uh before or you know not that you haven't been able to but you just haven't been able, you haven't found time to carve in and now um 
I'm sure the feelings that you, the the joy that you had creating this just from your soul is something that now can be a more of a focus. And that's, uh, I think, one of the happiest things, um, talking to any artist that's in this space, that freedom of creativity for it to come from your soul is... Uh, is just such a something that just makes me so happy, and I'm glad that you're that you're able to continue to explore that, and as more and more artists come in and continue to be able to find their light in this space and creations that they're passionate about, and uh, I think that's what it's all about, and I think that's a great way to tie this show up. Is just it, it's it allows for those filters to be gone, and you to just um, to be able to connect again with with your creative process that. Um, before you got, you know, kind of in the industry, it was, it was there, you know, a lot of artists have had it before and now that light can continue to be sparked again. And so it's a, it's an exciting time. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, simply to add to that, it is a thing that I, I failed to do and you, you do have to actually take the time. Uh, otherwise it, it doesn't happen. So, you know, you can, you can, look at all the kind of outside uh, reasons in the world to, to not, but ultimately Lucy only kind of came to be because uh, there was a space for it that didn't exist. And because I um, finally bothered to um, not continue the perpetual carrot chase and carve just enough to, to make it. So yeah, um, I, I hope anyone with whatever that version of it for them is like carves that time because the freedom uh feeling is a really amazing one yeah it's it's, it feels really really good and like you said seeing so many young artists in this space that they're being born into this and they don't even have to try to find the time and that's like the mind-blowing thing that you know we have you have teenagers in this space that their entire career will be their creative soul, never, you know, just constantly evolving. And and it's just, uh, that's a fascinating thing. Absolutely. Like they don't, they don't have to unlearn, uh, you know, old models. They just kind of get to make the new ones and it's awesome to see. Yeah. Amen, man. All right. Well, this has been fun. If you don't already follow Sam, please go do it. He's just an incredible soul and thinker and uh, and obviously an amazingly talented artist. Um, thanks for coming on, Sam. We'll um, have to do this again maybe in a few months um, after you continue to learn and explore. And uh, I'll be excited to chat with you again soon, friend. Thank you, man. Carl, it was a pleasure talking to you. Really appreciate it. I like you you are one of the best out there man i really appreciate you well i really appreciate that too man that means a lot this has been another production of gutter cat studios all conversations with crazy carl are for educational purposes only you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse